This is the Wednesday, September 29th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We have got you covered with a variety of action for tonight's slate. So settle in and we'll get you set in up to 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. Little sampler for what we have in store on Daily Wager later today, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We've been discussing the idea of futures in the AFC West. Believe it or not, the consensus favorite to win the division, the Kansas City Chiefs, find themselves at one and two, still currently the minus 120 favorite to win the division. The Broncos, undefeated, find themselves at plus 360. The Chargers at plus 450, coming off that big win against the Chiefs. And the Raiders, despite a 3-0 record, at plus 600. Tyler, if you had the opportunity right now, would you make any plays on AFC West Futures? Yeah, I absolutely would. And just to be a pro and tease ahead to Daily Wager, like you've done there, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's tune in Daily Wager today to find out which of the other three AFC West teams I think is worth your money. Very nicely done. I will give you something because I can't set that whole thing up and then just leave everybody hanging. The Chargers at plus 450 are obviously going to be intriguing. They're 2-1. and one. They just won at Kansas City, which could go a long way in the tiebreaker down the road. And that one loss came in a non-conference road game to Washington, which means it means less than anything else. The non-conference games carry the least amount of value of anything when we're talking about tiebreakers. The thing that stands out the most for me on the Chargers is just one key fact. If this were a previous iteration of the Chargers, they blow that game last week and they don't close it. And I think the fact that they found a way to get it done, even though they were close to blowing it last week, might go to show us that it truly is a new era with this Chargers franchise. Known for coming up short so often, it might be different this year because generally they would have blown that game. But more on that conversation later today. For right now, we want to give you the good stuff, the stuff you're here for, picks that are actionable within the next 24 or so hours. So, Tyler, I'll start with you. What are you looking at on the diamond tonight? I got a couple of meaningless baseball games. That doesn't mean you can't make some meaningful money off them. <laughs> uh, First game today is at uh, 310 Eastern, 1210 Pacific, Colorado Rockies hosting the Washington Nationals. And yesterday, this is my best bet on daily wager. And, and Joe, I, I defied myself and I paid for it. I went over in a game at Coors Field. Shame Whoa. on me. It wasn't even close. They combined for four runs yesterday. So we have a total of 12 on a Wednesday getaway day for two teams that don't care. They'll be up there hacking. The umps will have a wide zone. Uh, you have two offenses that aren't that great in Colorado and Washington, under 12 runs at Coors Field, something I uh, shamefully went against my trend. I've been right in the second half of the season. So shame on me. I deserve to lose yesterday. Hopefully today I'm able to bounce back, and there's another under there. And then another game that, again, has no meaning because the Mets faded down the stretch and the Marlins were no good. I'm going to go under at City Field. It's seven and a half runs. But um, when the Mets have been favored at home this season – the under is hit better than 60% of the time. And it makes sense. They have pretty decent pitching in Taiwan Walker's going today. That's certainly a pitcher's ballpark, City Field. And uh, their offense for the entire season was just a complete letdown. They were they absolutely failed to live up to expectation. One of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball. So with good pitching, big park, and a bad home offense, I'm going under 7.5 at City Field. 
All right. I'd love to come in with some sides, but I'm agreeing with you in the sense that I'm going to give up two games here, and they're both totals. Let's start with the Orioles and the Red Sox. I'm going over nine and a half runs. Baltimore is going to turn to the lefty, Zach Lothar. He's been a bullpen arm pretty much the entire year, but they moved him into the starting rotation in September, during which time he has produced an ERA of 6.06, and he's running into a Red Sox freight train that, while anemic as of late, very good against left-handed pitching this year, 11th in home runs, second in weighted runs created, eighth in weighted on-base average. Boston turns to Nathan Eovaldi today, 3-4-7 ERA when pitching at home. Unfortunately for him, he's not at home today. On the road, that ERA jumps to 4.62, and in the month of September, the ERA jumps to 4.85. Boston has only seen three unders cash in their last 11 games. I think the Red Sox hang some crooked numbers in this one, over 9.5 Boston and Baltimore. Let's go to the NL East, the Braves and the Phillies in a showdown. Over under of eight, it's Aaron Nola versus Max Fried. I'll play the over here as well. Nola has not had a good season, and the Phillies expected a lot more from him. 464 ERA on the year. It jumps to 5.32 when he's on the road. It jumps to 6.58 in the month of September. Oh, by the way, Atlanta happens to hammer right-handed pitching. Second in homers, fifth in weighted runs created, eighth in weighted on-base average. Now, Max Fried has been better than Nolan this season. The lefty for Atlanta has been strong as of late as well. So he's in good form and he's having a good season. But one thing you can bank on with the Phillies, and there's very little you can bank on with the Phillies, is that they hammer left-handed pitching top 10 in almost every conceivable metric out there. So the Phillies should be able to get their runs against Freed. Nola should give some up to Atlanta. The over has cashed in eight of the last 11 meetings between these two teams. So we're going to play over eight runs, Phillies Braves, over nine and a half runs, Baltimore, Boston. I am not on the podcast tomorrow, so I wanted to run something by you. Thursday night football, the Jags are laying seven and a half, or excuse me, the Bengals are laying seven and a half at home against Jacksonville. Two questions. Number one, I'm seriously considering Cincinnati for my survivor pool. And number two, love Cincinnati and a lot of teaser options. I think you could tease them with Kansas City in a six-point teaser. I think New Orleans moves from eight down to two against the Giants. That's considered... Uh, something you can you could put in the play. Seattle's plus three against the Niners. I think you could tease them up to nine. I also think that you can mess around with um, and it's um, uh, who the hell is playing Dallas? Carolina Panthers. Carolina, yes, three and a half or four. I think you could tease them up to ten. So, question number one: Cincinnati is a survivor pick. Question number two: Cincinnati in a teaser. Your thoughts? Cincinnati has it in a survivor pick. Smells a lot like me taking Jacksonville as a ja uh, Jacksonville Jaguars as a survivor in week one oh, against boy. the Texans. Um, maybe don't get so cute there, uh, but I do think that the uh, the t the option to tease them it has a little more um, strength and validity to it. Uh, I also mentioned the Green Bay Packers teasing them down to just a half point yes. uh, favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers is also probably wise with the way the Steelers' offense has looked. Um, I think the Bengals are going to win. They should beat the Jaguars. Again, after what I saw week one, I came on bet. I came on daily wager, and I said, the Jacksonville Jaguars will not win a game this season. If you lose the way they lost to the Houston Texans, a team so inept of talent, even if it was week one with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, you have shown me that there is something inherently, intrinsically wrong with that football culture, program, and organization. So I am off Jacksonville. They will not get a dollar of my money. So I would either bet the Cincinnati Bengals or pass. And I do think the Bengals 
are trending in the right direction with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and that offense. Um, the offensive line has gotten marginally better. The defense isn't the worst in the NFL, so I would either bet the Bengals there or pass. Yeah, Jacksonville is a recipe for disaster. They are dead last in the NFL in turnover differential. They have committed more giveaways than anybody in the NFL. They're tied for 19th in penalties per game. Penalties and turnovers are discipline statistics. And if you rank well or poorly, it speaks directly to your discipline. Jacksonville is not a discipline, discipline team. Excuse me. Appreciate mm-hmm. your thoughts on that. All right. Tyler and I will be joining Doug Kazarian today. Daily Wager, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We'll get you set maybe with a little look ahead to college football and pro football this weekend and a lot of other stuff with the baseball race that is heating up. But that's it for today for the podcast. 10 minutes of the bets you needed as promised. You get the opportunity to subscribe, rate, and review. Take it. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for checking us out. Best of luck tonight. We'll catch you back here tomorrow morning.